0: what's going on everybody this is press YYZ, a video game podcast i'm your host for today alex ballant and joining me is mitch george how you doing alex i'm doing pretty well how about you
1: no complaints
0: that's good to hear aj Fraser is also joining me today
1: yeah i thought i got fired or something i don't know well you'll figure it out later i'm sure
0: well we're gonna have to speak to the head of hr nathan mcinerney how you doing today
2: not bad, not bad. I'm uh, been revising the HR binder, getting ready to um, figure out what we're going to do about Alex or AJ. Sorry, names are hard. It's okay.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you weren't wrong there. <laughs> he is an Alex. And speaking of Alex's, we have a third one. How you doing, Cozy? Uh, I'm doing okay. She très triste
3: parle de la ananas sur le pizza.
0: I have no idea what you just said. Something about pineapple on pizza.
4: He doesn't like the idea of pineapple on pizza. Okay, well. Okay,
0: perfect. I, well, you're not the only one that speaks French. <laughs> looks like we're all in agreement, except for AJ, who is on the right side of history. <laughs> this will officially be his last episode. All right. So before we get into any news or anything, I'd like to ask you guys, what have you guys been playing, doing this week? I'm going to start with uh, Cozy. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, what have you
3: been doing? Uh, I'm really happy that uh, you asked me what I've been doing this week, because I've been preparing a super special, awesome little project that I am proud to unveil right here and right now well technically by the time that this podcast will get out to everybody this will be old news because i'll have shared it on social media but uh on monday february the 17th at 9 p.m est on my twitch channel twitch.tv i b e a r cozybear live will be hosting the first ever cozina for kind of funny direct a short Nintendo Direct-style presentation where yours truly will be talking about myself, my past connections to Kinda of Funny, and why I want to be Kinda of Funny's
0: next up-and-comer. Ooh. That sounds really exciting. I can't wait to see what you've got.
3: Yeah, so if you're listening to this, chances are it's out on Sunday. It's still not too late to get go over to my channel, bookmark it. Uh, subscribe to it or maybe just follow it if you don't want to give money right away and be ready to listen to my thing at 9 p.m est or 6 p.m est if you live on the west coast 6 p.m pst sorry. Fair enough
0: and so have you been playing any games watching anything interesting
3: oh yeah that's right games <laughs> sorry about that
0: yeah this is a video game podcast uh,
3: i mean I'll, I'll keep this quick because i feel like i said a whole bunch uh, right here and right now Um, I've been playing a lot more of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, that game. I'm really tremendously enjoying that game. Uh, I will say I am on Kashyyyk right now, and I am beginning to feel some of the bugs and glitches beginning to crop up. But so far, nothing too bad. Uh, I got recently back into Pokemon Emerald. I never fully completed the Battle Tower in that game, and I've been going at it, trying to complete some of the more harder... Uh, facilities in there. So the Battle Frontier
4: then, not the Battle Tower specifically. Right? Well,
3: I, I've not beaten the Battle Tower specifically within the Battle Frontier but, correct, the Battle Frontier as a whole. The Pokemon uh, the other Talk
4: t- stocks, starts yeah. early!
3: Let's go! Yeah, the other two <laughs> facilities I've not been there are the Battle Factory and the Battle Arena. They're both pretty challenging. Um, but I'll save some more Pokey Talk for later uh, because I want to also mention that I recently started up Bioshock 1 Remastered um, Really holds up really, really well. Uh, The studio that remastered the game, I feel, did a pretty good job. I will also say, you know, playing it uh, now in uh, 2020, I feel like back in the day, a lot of people used to say, oh man, the original Bioshock is not a shooter. Um, And I used to think, oh, that's just, that strikes me as kind of an elitist thing to say. Like, you're just saying that because you don't, you feel like your game is high art and you don't want it to be grouped alongside the Call of Duties of the world. But mechanically the game does feel pretty different from those uh kind of games of those ilk uh so I do definitely understand and appreciate that stance a lot more now I um when I get around to completing it which I hope to do over the course of the next week or so I'll have more in-depth thoughts to share
0: that's fantastic to hear uh Nathan what have you been doing um I've been doing a few things Uh, I finished up
2: the story mode on Injustice 2 I told you guys I started that last week fantastic story
0: does anyone care about spoilers i have a question no it's fine who'd
3: you
2: pick batman or superman i picked batman i'm gonna go back and do a superman one so i can see the ending for it but canonically i need to see batman's ending i can't side with superman in this case um it was actually my kids were watching me play it It was really difficult to explain to them to why superman was a bad guy um especially when uh the bat lego batman movie continually said superman's not a bad guy you could show them the seminal piece of art known as batman v superman dawn of justice ultimate edition and then they would just know right it's true but i'm trying to save that cinematic masterpiece for later in their life um, you sure you're denying yeah. them greatness there so you
3: could just show them the normal edition of that movie if you're concerned about some of the more scandalous scenes that are in it True, true yeah, true you true. don't
0: want to show them ben affleck's ass too early
3: yeah
4: it's never too early for ben affleck's ass i was just saying so you know
0: <laughs> um the other thing i've been doing is
2: i got a review code for glass masquerade 2 which is kind of like a jigsaw puzzler like puzzle where you put j- stained glass jigsaws puzzles together um and i platinum the last one twice on my european account and my actual playstation account so i was trying to get the platinum done for it before it launched and be the first person in the world to platinum it um unfortunately i missed out by about 15 minutes to get the number one Mm. platinum. Uh, So I was a little disappointed in that, but it's a fun little game uh, that maybe is a little too hard on hard mode. Um, And then the final thing, uh, my wife and I have been binging the Fast and the Furious movies because we've never seen them. Uh, We're taking a break tonight because of the podcast, but in the past five nights, I've watched five uh, movies from the Fast and the Furious series.
0: So would you say you're part of the family now?
2: Uh, I guess so. I'm done Fast Five. It was by far the best of the movies. Um, so I'm excited for six and seven because I hear very positive things. It's Mission Impossible with cars, which I really like. It's Ooh. a very apt way uh, to put it. Uh,
3: can I call a quick timeout? Not like a timeout, timeout for us recording the podcast, but a timeout for this conversation. Uh, how many uh, mm-hmm. platinum trophies does everyone have in the room? 10? 11. 41? Forty two Sorry,
4: 11. I got one yesterday.
2: 41 or 42?
3: Yeah, I got zero. Okay, so. I have... I. I'm, kind of the winner here and i now i feel kind of ashamed about saying this but i have 148 jesus H
0: christ how many of those are garbage games though
3: uh, there's a, there's a lot of japanese visual novels there because when i was living in japan i was able to buy japanese visual novels fairly cheaply platinum them on my beta and then turn them back in for cash
4: i mean it's a good way to learn the language right yeah i mean at least that's the excuse you can tell yourself for having all those garbage trophies
3: I mean, I, I did play most of them by, like, following guides online. I didn't really pay <laughs> much attention to what was going on. Then. Anyways.
4: It's okay. The Platinum I got last night was Telltale Batman Season 1. So it's not That's like I don't not... have my own cheap Platinum trophies.
3: You know I mean? That's an a- You actually paid attention to the story in that one, though.
4: Well, I, I just yeah. went back because, for whatever reason, the first time I played it, it glitched out on, like, the last two trophies. And I didn't get them even though I finished the game. I'm just like no forget this i'm going back i'm finishing that chapter just to be done with the damn thing
0: very nice all right uh is that all you've been doing or is there anything else you want to say no i'm good uh let's move on perfect then aj what have you been
1: doing um you know i've been playing a lot more smash um of course like every week um it's just something that that's so quick and easy to fall into that you just you just pick it up go online you Know, knock a couple dudes off the stage and come back to it. Um, but I, uh, on the uh, the remastered game uh, side of things, I totally forgot until you said Bioshock, but uh, I got around to just booting up uh, the Uncharted uh, remaster for PS4, and I just found that it does not hold up very well. This is the original Uncharted, the original one, nope. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah it, it's like. The controls just felt off. The uh, graphics, you know, didn't quite look well. You know, the story and everything still seems as good as ever. It's just it, everything around it just sort of didn't quite hold up. I mean, um, when
0: it, sorry, you, I don't mean on. to interrupt. Uh, when it does come to the controls, though, for the remaster, at least, they did fix a lot of the controls. Like, at least you don't have to use six-axis to throw grenades anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, my yeah. God, I forgot so. about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get far enough into like that that first level to like get to throw a grenade myself. But you know, so but yeah, just playing it was was kind of cumbersome. And but I I remember how good it was when it when the game originally came out back in two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it it was a masterpiece back then. Story-wise, it still holds up, but...
4: It's funny, I still remember to this day sitting in my living room and my dad asking me to move the PS3 into the living room just so he could watch me play that game because he felt
2: it was so close to what a movie could be that he actually watched me play through that whole game. I never played played the original Uncharted, but I started with Uncharted 2, and my wife literally watched me play the entire game. Um, It's just one of those series that you can do that,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely, I uh, I want to play uh, play through the original Uncharted uh, at some point in the future because that game still ranks very highly for me. I I'd say it, at this point in time, given how the tide has turned on that game, I'm almost like an apologist for Uncharted Drake's Fortune, and I'd be interested in seeing having a maybe a quick little
1: discussion on where that game ranks today after I play through it again. I just found like uh, like e- even in more recent months, like I I went back to the. Uh, one on uh, PS Vita, and I found even that one, even on the small Vita, um, it's, it still felt a lot better than the original Uncharted, even if in its remastered state, but that was just me.
2: I think one day when we do a hot takeoff, which we're talking about is a, for mm. a future episode at some point, Uncharted being the worst Uncharted is not going to be a hot take.
1: That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I never said it was the worst. I'm just saying it was... Uh, it doesn't hold up like I hoped it mm-hmm. would. Um, and then the the other thing that um, that I did is I, I just decided to watch the Justice League movie. It was fine. I didn't hate it. Um, the last time I saw it, I saw it on an airplane. So I wasn't paying that much attention. I paid more attention this time. Really noticed the uh, Henry Cavill's face this time. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they fumbled that whole universe mm. there
4: it's two. it's two distinctly like it's two
0: distinct movies in one movie and it doesn't make any sense
1: absolutely yeah absolutely
0: i really wish that we do get like i know it's never gonna happen but i really want the snyder cut if it ever does come to fruition because then at least we'd have man of steel batman v superman and justice league all feel like a cohesive unit like yeah they're all gonna be kind of shitty but at least they're all going to kind of feel like they're a part of the same universe where it's like you don't get this drastic difference between Batman v Superman and then Justice League. Yeah. Wait, are we saying that Man of Steel
2: and Batman v Superman are bad? They are horrifically awful. What? No, they're
1: great. Man, Man of Steel's okay. Man of Steel's, Man of Steel's, okay. Steel's not good
4: they both have their redeeming qualities
1: not good henry cavill's a good superman he's a good i didn't
0: say he wasn't but he also gets to either say nothing or say garbage dialogue
1: yeah similar to uncharted some of the some of it the outside bits of it don't quite hold up
0: all i'm gonna say is zack snyder hates superman (laughs) and now moving on mitch what have you been doing (laughs) so with the
4: oscars being this past weekend uh, my fiance and I sat down and binged a few of those films in anticipation of the awards. So we went through uh, Marriage Story, The Two Popes. Uh, what else did we watch? I think we watched a couple others, but they're escaping me at the moment. Um, but from a games
0: perspective,
4: uh, I actually dabbled a bit with Pokemon Home when that released yesterday. Oh, very nice. So for those who are unaware, even though I talk about Pokemon on the show every week, Uh, Pokemon Home is a new companion app to the mainline Pokemon games that allows you to move any Pokemon from previous generations into your current gen games on the Switch and I for the life of me could not get this stupid app to work on my phone last night it took me a good hour to figure out why I couldn't log into this stupid thing you want to know what it was? too many people trying to log in at once no 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 it's it's worse than that. So the, the the stupid bug I ran into, I use a password manager for man for saving all my passwords. So mm. I was using the password manager to auto fill in my Nintendo credentials. For whatever reason, the app doesn't recognize the autofill, so it thinks I'm entering in an empty string. So it fails every time unless I manually type in my stupid username and my stupid password
1: sounds like a very first world Hmm. problem to me. It
4: absolutely is. But I'm trying to log in to play with my virtual digital monsters. It's all first world bullshit. (laughs) But it's just stupid that I had to go to Twitter and find someone buried deep inside a Twitter thread. Say, oh, yeah, just do this. The hell? Ah, Well, either way, I played around with that a bit. The trading mechanics, having that all available on my phone is pretty cool. All the box management and stuff is in the Switch app, which is fine. So yeah, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by it. I'm probably gonna keep messing around with it because I'm a sucker for everything Pokemon. The other thing that I was able to do this week was get into the X Cloud beta. Specifically, and this was only announced and released today on iOS. Hell yeah. So I've been messing around with X Cloud on the on my phone and on my iPad and AJ was right. It it totally works. I don't notice the lag. I get I still get my ass handed to me in Halo, but I, I blame myself and not the controls or the latency mm-hmm. it 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 works i'm i'm flabbergasted that it works as well as it does it's crazy
1: yeah so i've i've had uh, access to xcloud for whatever re- like i live in canada i've had access to the american version of xcloud which i would have to access through a vpn and blah 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 for for months at this point point. and you know that made me a believe a believer even in things like stadia right the technology works right as long as as long as you don't have You know data caps and limits on speed limits and stuff like that but um yeah it it, it's absolutely phenomenal um how one-to-one it pretty well feels it's just a matter of like yeah you have to adjust to like a smaller screen if you're playing on a phone but other than that it's great so i
4: did i did try to mess with that where i tried to plug my phone into my tv because i have an hdmi adapter for my phone it didn't work oh I was very disappointed when that didn't work, but I'm sure that there's there's some bit in the software to block you from mirroring the screen or something.
1: Yeah, I've had I've tried to uh, like you know, like cast my screen to my uh, Chromecast on my TV and everything, and yeah, that still didn't work. Uh, what uh, controller are you using for it?
4: So I was using a DualShock 4 Mm-hmm.
1: Playing Halo with a PlayStation controller. How cool Which is that? Which felt
4: it, it it was cool, except for the fact that the way that. The buttons are mapped. I'm constantly having to take my thumb off the right stick. Um, Offset yeah. sticks is the correct orientation for control sticks on a controller. I That's the I one agree. thing I hate about the, the DualShock 4. Any PlayStation controller, they can go die in a gutter if they don't flip that, which I know they're not going to for the PS5. So I've got a, I've got a friend at work who's got a plethora of Xbox One controllers. I'm just going to borrow one off him and, and buy a cheap mount and mess around with
1: that. Make sure he uh, doesn't give you, like, one of the old Xbox One controllers, because they didn't all have Bluetooth originally.
4: Ooh, good call. I'll have to make, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna text him after the show and just make sure he, he gets me a, a recent one. Yeah, I know he just picked up an Xbox One S all digital over the holidays, and now with this working as well as it does, the next time that thing's on sale, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm in. Like, I didn't, I thought about, I, I was already thinking about picking up an Xbox to have more content to talk about for this show. But they've proven it works. Like if this works as well as it can, moving forward at scale, I'm I'm blown away. Yeah, absolutely. It's way better than PlayStation now.
0: Wow. And honestly, getting an Xbox now, like you don't even have to buy any games for it. You could just get XCloud, Game Pass, and you're set.
4: Yeah. That's all I was gonna do. That was my plan. Uh, and then the next game I was I've been playing, which is a little game, a little indie game that was on sale on the Switch that I picked up called Yoku's Island Express, which is part metroidvania part pinball which doesn't sound like it should work but it's a really really fun little tight experience that i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna probably finish over the weekend because i have a road trip coming up which means i'm playing a lot of switch games uh but yeah really enjoying it the mechanics are solid the pinball works it makes sense within the world and the story they're telling it's great so alex we i know we've all been talking so how's your week
0: been what have you been up to um it's been you know actually kind of more relaxed than normal, which is pretty nice. Um, so I've been continuing playing Hollow Knight. Um, it's just, like, there's not much more I can say about the game. Like, I'm, I am enjoying it, but I am still getting, like, thrown against the wall of, like, where the hell do I go? I'm getting really frustrated. And I've even resorted to using guides, but it's kind of hard with, like, the non-linear structure of it, of you just kind of, like, go to whichever area you want to try to explore and then you kind of hit the roadblocks of like oh I can't go over there yet because I don't have I don't have whatever power up that I need to get over there. So I've just been kind of like walking around in circles for a lot of the time that I've been playing it as of uh, as of late. But uh I have been also playing because in 1 month Doom Eternal comes out. I restarted Doom 2016 and I just I have to say it is my favorite game, I think, ever. I love Doom 2016 so much. And I play it at least once a year since it's come out. So, you know, only like three years. But still, it's one of my favorite, it's one of, if not my favorite game ever. And I will continue to play it until I die.
4: So there are there are two major games releasing on March 20th. Mm-hmm. I would bet you that Animal Crossing will sell better Lifetime than Doom Eternal.
0: What do you think? I could agree with that, just because I think Animal Crossing. I mean, the Switch is like huge, and I think it's going to be one of those like I think it's going to be a system seller for the Switch. That, but I don't think you should discount Doom Eternal. Like, I think it's.
4: I was gonna say Doom Eternal is cross-platform, so you've got that's that, that install install base across PS Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC and Stadia. So, what do you, what do you think? Who is, which which
0: one lifetime do you think is going to sell more? I still think it's going to be Animal Crossing, just because I think the Switch install base is so dedicated to those like first-party Nintendo games. Like the fact that I know it's Pokemon, but Pokemon has sold like 16 million units, which is insane. Because like, it's a great game. Fair enough. I don't I don't have an opinion on it because I haven't played it. But like, I just think the attach rate to first-party Nintendo games is so huge that I think it's going to sell gangbusters regardless. Uh, but yeah, so, been playing Doom, I love it, it's my favorite, it's, it's so good, it's the best first person shooter I've ever played, but I've also, this weekend, went out and saw Birds of Prey, or Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which they have now changed the name of the movie. It's Harley Quinn Birds of Prey now. Yeah, which is also not a good name, why didn't they just say Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, or something like that, like, why does it have to be... So my understanding is that's for ticket sales.
2: It's not like a permanent change to the movie, but it's for when people are buying Ooh. the tickets, they want to have the name different in it. So that Harley Quinn's right up front. I, oh. I have
4: three words for you, which is why they made this change. And that is search engine optimization. The initial name just doesn't make sense when you go to Google or type in it in or whatever. So throwing Harley Quinn at the front makes it again, it is about that character. Like what Nathan said And it does make it a lot easier For one people to search for it Because you know They're going to go to Google And say Oh I want to see The Birds of Prey movie Okay do you want Birds of Prey Do you want Birds of Prey The comic Do you want Birds of Prey The box set I don't friggin' know So from a, a Search engine Optimization perspective It makes a lot of sense For them to have Made this change It's also not the first time We've seen this From a big budget film
0: That is true I remember uh, the, Yeah the Tom Cruise movie Edge of Tomorrow, Edge of Tomorrow. Live Die Repeat I think it's Such a good movie Yeah it's fantastic I am really sad that it didn't do well. Just like how Birds of Prey is not doing super well in comparison to the other DC movies. I honestly wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised to see it
4: jump up significantly in its second weekend just from this name change. Like people are going to be able to find it. I
0: think it's going to be that and word of mouth because yeah. the movie's pretty damn good. I really enjoyed it. It may or may not be my favorite of the DC extended universe movies. Like I, but Shazam Shazam is Shazam is yeah, good. Shazam. I don't but I don't really think it comes together in the end um, compared to Birds of Prey. Like, I think Birds of Prey is a solid movie from start to finish. It does have some pacing issues, but I think between Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor, they are having the time of their flippin' lives playing those characters, and I just think the action is also incredible in it. Like the Yeah, didn't they get the same fight choreographer from John Wick? I don't know, but I would believe it because there's a lot of wide shots and you can tell that it's like the actors actually doing a lot of the stunts. Um, Not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them. And also just like you can tell what's going on, which I think was one of the things that John Wick did so successfully and that Birds of Prey also has done very successfully.
4: Yeah, so I I just found an article from SlashFilm.com, an interview with the director talking about working with the team. That choreographed John Wick. That would make sense. So, a lot the company behind the action was involved with, with Birds of Prey in some fashion.
0: Hmm. But yeah, I highly recommend it. I think it's doing. I think more people should go out and see it because it's just. It's not Suicide Squad 2, which, you know, was what I was thinking it was going to be. I was very down on the movie before it came out. I thought it was going to be awful because it was like so. I thought it was going to be more. Tightly associated with Suicide Squad, which like broke my heart. Like I hate that movie. I think it's like one of the only movies that I like actually despise everything about it. Um but yeah, like I think it's I think it's fantastic and I think it's definitely yeah, my, worth seeing.
1: But Suicide Squad was made in Toronto. It doesn't mean it's good. You have to yeah, love I actually
0: it. saw I actually saw them filming one of the chase
4: scenes with the Batmobile down down Bay Street in Toronto. That was actually pretty bizarre to see. But I was just going to say my fiancé is a huge Batman fan, probably a bigger comic book fan, at least related to Batman, than I am. And she's super looking forward to this movie. So I'm hoping before the next time I'm on the show, I may be able to echo your sentiments, Alex, after having seen it
0: myself. Uh, I can't wait to hear it. So that's – we're through with uh, what everyone's been doing. So I think it's time for the news, and we're going to insert the jingle that Mitch made.
4: If it's not totally terrible and everyone doesn't
3: hate it. Ready, set, go. News drop.
0: Okay, so time for the news dump. So our first story is uh, one that I thought was very interesting. Uh, It's Sony paying $229 million for Insomniac Games. Uh, last, uh, what was it, last August um, of 2019 that Sony purchased Insomniac Games, which uh, are obviously known for Spider-Man PS4, for uh, Sunset Overdrive, the Ratchet & Clank games. Like, they're a very well-known they were a very well-known like, independent studio that then worked very closely with Sony and it just came out today, actually, how much Sony did pay for for uh for insomniac which is again 229 million dollars paid out mainly in cash the article we're looking at is from gamesindustry.biz brendan st clair and what do you guys think of this of this number do you think it was worth it
4: i think it's low to be honest yeah like there have been some other major studio acquisitions that like i think rare was purchased by microsoft for more than this and like, there, there are a few others that I can't really think of off the top of my head. Nathan, can you think of?
1: Look, yeah. Mojang was purchased for billions by Microsoft, wasn't it? Like, $2 billion? That's what Notch got in the end? Yeah.
2: Yeah, th- this is low on the studio acquisition side. Um, and I'm curious why it's so low, considering they came out of a huge banner with Spider Man um, to the team. Uh, and they've got a good list of IPs as well, because they own at Ratchet and Clank. They also, just, own,
4: well, they own uh, Sunset Overdrive as well. That was part yeah. of the deal with Microsoft is they own the IP. So,
2: I, like, I'm excited that they're under Sony's first-party umbrella. In fact, in some ways, I'm like, why did this take so long to happen in the first place? This was the most obvious studio yeah. acquisition yeah, that they could have had.
4: Because I think Sony worked with, like, they only published for Sony Systems for probably the first, what? I think in the article it said 18 yeah. years of its existence. From things like Spyro, Ratchet, Resistance, and now Spider-Man, but
0: yeah, it wasn't until 2012 where they published uh, Outer Knots for Facebook.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I was to say they had Fuse that they did for EA, which was a big bust. That game looked so good oh, when they right. first announced
4: it; like it, it looked like it had Sunset hmm. Overdrive vibes, really, really, like way before they even considered that game. And then EA probably just came and be like, "No, that won't sell. Give us generic, army, bland, dark." third-person shooter
3: so like my biggest touchstone with insomniac are the resistance games those are definitely the games that i have the most experience with and uh with that series i still can feel kind of bad that they weren't able to get the proper advertising that they needed to make resistance 3 a big success because if you remember the kind of narrative with that series is resistance 1 came out alongside the launch of the playstation 3 it's not aged super well by today's standards, but it's not—it wasn't a bad shooter at the time, and it was supported pretty well after launch with uh, multiplayer updates. Resistance 2 came all around, and it kind of homogenized the experience a lot it went from being about a solitary man's journey to save the world to like a kind of big broy military shooter it removed the weapon wheel which is basically the ability to hold up to like a dozen weapons at any time and made it so you could only hold two at any time in the vein of shooters like call of duty and ter- made a lot of its gameplay very kind of turnkey in terms of well i guess at this point you need to get the rocket launcher to defeat the big bad enemy Um, And then with Resistance 3, they basically relapsed and like, all right, let's listen to the fans, let's, you know, bring back the weapon wheel, make it a solitary adventure game, really kind of like make it the game that fans wanted, that fans loved from the original Resistance, but improved and modernized for uh, what an experience should be in 2011 when it released. And it was really good, and it just really was like not well advertised, did not have good word of mouth, and... I, unfortunately, that seems to be kind of a trend with this developers, that they consistently make, well, consistently made, up until the release of Spider-Man, really good games that just did not receive the marketing or were not big successes on the level that they should
0: have been. I'm now hoping that uh, with this acquisition that we do see the Resistance games get updated to PS4. I would love that.
1: I would love a Resistance remaster or something like that.
3: I mean, I would... I would love it too. I think it's the chances of it coming back are kind of on the lower end of the spectrum.
4: I also feel like those games are not going to hold up to what you remember them being. I have such fond memories of playing the Resistance 2 multiplayer in high school with some of my friends. I have memories of playing through that phenomenal story that we got with Resistance
2: 3. I don't think it holds up to today's standards. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think the cash cows for Insomniac right now are going to be the Spider-Man sequels and Ratchet and & Clank and potentially working on PSVR titles. What do you, What do you guys think
4: the possibilities of a Sunset Overdrive sequel are exclusive to a PlayStation platform? Because they do own that IP. They just don't own the rights to, to publish that first game. Mm,
3: I don't think it's out of the question. And I mean, I don't see anything else in Sony's slate that really is equivalent to Sunset Overdrive. I feel like, while I think that
4: Except for maybe Spider-Man. That's
3: true. But I was also thinking, like, you know, (laughs) Sense Overdrive definitely shares a bit of DNA with Ratchet & Clank and that it is this sort of, like, loony action game that is known for all of its outlandish weapons. And I feel like if Sony's like, hey, we want to put Ratchet & Clank on the PlayStation 5, but we don't want it to be exactly Ratchet & Clank. We want it to be something a little bit different, more modernized. I feel like Sense Overdrive 2 might be a good way to do so.
4: Yeah, I also feel like Sony has a good track record of sort of just letting their developers do what they want. You look at someone like Ben Studios or um, Media Molecule getting the amount of time that they had to make games like Days Gone and, and Dreams, and we all know that Days Gone didn't necessarily connect with a lot of players. There were some some hiccups to that. We don't know how Dreams is going to measure up, given that it's the early access releases already happened, the full game releases... Uh, on February the 14th but as long as I think Insomniac keeps up this track record of delivering really good experiences Sony's just gonna say here's the here's the advertising put out what you want whether it is these smaller indie style games maybe PSVR games or if it is these big AAA open world experiences a la Spider-Man or, or Sunset Overdrive
0: hmm. well it's only a matter of time until we see something new from Insomniac now owned by Sony so our next story is that Bioware on their blog posted a article about the Anthem's future.
1: You mean they haven't given up on Anthem completely
0: yet? Surprisingly, no, they haven't. So okay, did
4: anyone here actually play Anthem? First of all,
0: nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Wow. But I still think that this is interesting because honestly, go for it. But I don't um, think we're gonna have a lot to say about this, to be honest. But please, please, please go ahead. Yeah, we can we can get through this cool we. We can get through this quickly, Um, but I just thought that this was really interesting because BioWare is a studio very near and dear to my heart, and so I think near and dear to a lot of people's hearts with the Mass Effect trilogy, Dragon Age, right? Uh, I I played
4: maybe 15 minutes of Mass Effect 1 when the trilogy came out on the PS3, and that game has sat in storage ever since.
1: Okay, great. I mean, I liked Mass Effect. Sorry, I,
3: I had a bit of a brain fart when you said that. Yeah, Mass Effect 2 and 3 love both those games. Great series.
4: So the first one does not hold up, at least when I played it a couple years ago.
0: I never played Mass Effect. That's uh, very surprising. They are very much worth it. Unfortunately, there's no real way to play them right now, except for on PC. I was going to say, it, it wasn't that surprising
4: because Mass Effect originally only released on the Xbox. That was a, an exclusive for the first three or four years of that game's release before it got ported elsewhere.
0: Yeah, it wasn't so, until Mass Effect 2 came out that they re-released one on PS3. Yeah. Either way, back to Anthem. That's how uh, memorable that game was. Uh, that we just immediately went off track. <laughs> we,
1: just, we just immediately remember everything that came before it.
0: Yeah, so uh, Casey Hudson, who is the studio manager for Bioware Edmonton, uh, released a blog post today uh, sort of talking about what Anthem's future is going to be. And basically, it like to sort of summarize it... Um, they spent the last, like, the first year of Anthem's release just kind of, like, fine-tuning it and trying to, like, fix a lot of the bugs and sort of problems that the game was having. And so now they're they're working towards uh, having a more fulfilling endgame, which is kind of, like, with these games, of the service is, like, a huge deal. Um, and they're trying to just... They're not giving up on it, which I think is the most important part about this Whole blog post is that as somebody who might enjoy Anthem at some point, and uh, for the people who do enjoy it right now, that there will be content in the future. So,
3: yeah, I just want to say quickly, uh, tertiary to this discussion, you know, earlier you brought up Casey Hudson. He, you know, somewhat famously left BioWare and then came back midway through Anthem's development and possibly helped, you know, steer that ship as rightly as he could at the time. Um, Not too long ago, Mike Laidlaw, who is the longtime creative director on the Dragon Age series, Mm -hmm. um, left uh, Bioware to go and join up at Ubisoft. And just a few days ago, well, uh, about a week ago at this point, he actually departed Ubisoft. And I wonder now if he's going to go the same route as Casey Hudson and return to Bioware as well to help
0: break the ship that could be interesting um we don't know what else bioware is going to be doing as well because i don't think it's just anthem they're big enough that they could be working on multiple projects so if he does come back would he be coming back to help with anthem or would he be coming back to work on the next dragon age
3: i mean most realistically he would want to come back to work on dragon age but i could totally see him being like you know what i can't resist helping out my former friends i've got to bring bioware back to its former glory and that's the last thing i'm going to say on this like I know it's e- easy to make fun of Bioware, but I really do hope that they can, you know, pick up the slack and become a renowned studio again, renowned as they once were. Because more great Canadian developers is a good thing. I was just gonna
4: say we have to support our Canadian uh, our Canadian video game developers whenever they're doing things that we love. I did want to point out one quote from the from the uh, update from Casey Hudson. So, we recognize that there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of the experience, and it will require a more substantial reinvention than an update or expansion. So, we've. We,
1: Is this going to be like Final Fantasy 14? I was going to say
4: over the last few years, we've seen a few games go back and try and reinvent the wheel through things like Final Fantasy 14, uh, No Man's Sky. But with BioWare being an EA studio and seeing something like this saying substantial. It's not an update. It's not an expansion. Do you think that they could have the balls to come out and be like, here's the new Anthem and it's $30? Do you think they could do that at this point? Charge for whatever it is they're going to fix? Or is it is it does it have to no. be goodwill? Here Absolutely. is all the work we've done. Just push it out the door. No.
0: It would be suicide no. if they decided to charge for it. That's for sure. But do
4: you think they would do it? It's EA. It's EA, though. <laughs>
0: At this point, EA's
2: like continuously voted the worst company in America. And they know they have a PR problem. They know they have a problem after Star Wars. They've done good changes with Star Wars to make it better. So we're starting to see some turnaround on that. They did um, the Star Wars game that just came out. What's it called? Jedi Uh, Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. That's single player, no microtransactions. So I think they understand that there's an image issue and they need to correct that. They
0: also did, with uh, DICE at least, uh, spent the last two years fixing Battlefront 2 in yeah. a lot of uh, fundamental ways. Probably not on the scale that it seems to be uh, referring to with the with how they're going to take Anthem, but still, like Battlefront 2 was a lot different when it first came out to where it is now. Yeah, I've
4: really been meaning to get back to Battlefront 2 because I really enjoyed it when it first came out. I really actually enjoyed the single player they added with the game, but the multiplayer just didn't get its, its hooks in me. So that's one I kind of want to go back and sort of rediscover to see what changes they've made over the last couple of years.
0: All right. So moving on, Uh, this is going to be some interesting E3 news. E3 isn't for a couple of months, but we just got the announcement today that Jeff Keighley will not be participating at E3. R.I.P. right, 3
1: E3 E3 is dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty huge. If um, one of the biggest proponents – the guy who hosts a lot of, um, lot of developers and a lot of like personalities, if he's not going to E3, what does this mean? I mean, we already knew Sony wasn't returning, so what do you guys think about this? I mean, it, it, it kind of
4: echoes what Sony said in their statement of the ESA not delivering the experience they want from an event like this. We did see earlier this week that Sony announced that they're going to have The Last of Us 2 playable at PAX East at the end of February. So for anyone who's heading to PAX East, be sure to check that out. And it seems to me like Sony just wants to get their product in front of consumers. Keeley last year pushed really hard during the Game Awards for the um, whatever that promo was on Steam where you could demo a bunch of games or something. Was that Game Awards or E3? I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm now. pretty
3: sure it's Game Awards. Yeah. I know what you're talking about.
4: Yeah, so it, it feels like he also wants this to become more of a, a consumer-driven fan event. And if the ESA is still... You know, dragging their heels on trying to keep it an industry businessy conference. I, I can, can, I can see a conceivable future where E3 does not exist, at least in the form it has over the last decade.
0: Yeah, I suspect that it will always exist in some way, with the name being so recognizable to gamers. But I do think that they are going to, with a lot more people starting to pull out, like even personalities, um, that we're going to start seeing. Hopefully, those fundamental changes that everyone's kind of looking for.
1: I, it's so disappointing to see the the whole direction that E three has gone. Not in terms of, uh, you, you know, I'm not even talking in terms of like the the poor decision making that they've made, but like, well, I remember being a kid reading like. Nintendo Power or Game Informer, or any of the the magazines as a kid, and uh, E three was just this like the place you wanted to go, the place you wanted to get to, right you, uh, all the kids on the on the playground were always talking about, oh man, did you see what happened at e three um, man, I can't wait to go to e three one day one day i'm gonna I'm gonna make it big and go to E three and just like um, to have the idea that like that 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 big moment be unattainable for for future generations even uh, it, it's it's profoundly sad to me yeah
4: i i think the the experience we all dreamed of when we were younger following along with the e3 news is something that you can get at other major conventions so i'm saying this now i'm putting this out into the universe i know pax east is happening this month i'm saying pax east 2021 and press yyz needs to be there Who's in? Sorry, what,
3: what month is it again? Boston in February. Sounds beautiful, right? February. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I do a fair bit of traveling. I'm not against it. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that leading
4: into that next year, but I, I, I just feel like the experience we all wanted to have as a kid has just become something else, right? Like it's it shifted away hmm. from E3 into these other um, conventions, yeah, whether they're run. Fair by indies or or by other organizations like we all miss the idea of there being a a playstation experience like that it'd be great to see that come back but it it seems like we're moving away from e3 being the mecca of video game news at least
0: for now well we're gonna have to see how Mm. e3 2020 is gonna pan out later this year in june uh, and that seems to be it for the news. So now we're on to our next segment, the read all of the things. And, uh, so let's hear that jingle.
4: I didn't do one for that. Okay. I did. I forgot. <laughs> I. There will eventually be jingles for things, and it will be me mucking around in GarageBand. That is literally all it's going to be. Oh, hell yeah. That's the way to do it.
0: Okay, so now time to read all the things. And the first one that we've got is one that I was particularly interested in, and it's uh, the article. It's a Vice article called Spider-Man Developers Want More People to Know How Games Are Written. And this is interesting to me just uh, from... What does it take to write for a video game? Because you have to take in consideration like lines in gameplay. Like you have to kind of rewrite lines so that you're not, as a player, you're not hearing them over and over again. And then what does that lead into having to design for cutscenes, which is probably more traditional film. And I just thought that this article was very interesting. Like we got some details about how uh, the script for Spider-Man was about eight hundred thousand words, which uh, and the number of pages, if put into a book, would have been longer than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So you get a lot of little interesting tidbits like that. Uh, did any of you guys manage to check out the article or have any
4: No, thoughts it's definitely, on it? I, I, I had heard about the release of this, but it's definitely on my list to, to go back and read through this.
0: Yeah, the article uh, came out coinciding the a uh, new art uh, concept art book that uh, just came out for Spider-Man that does include pages of the script mm. as well. All right, very nice. Um, so now, time for the next one. This one I did not actually put on the.
4: Uh... Yeah, that was that was me. All right. Um, Do you want to take? So it? sure. So the article I pulled was from GamesIndustry.biz from Christopher Drang. Title: It's an opinion piece that he wrote titled "Have We All Got Have Have We Got Google Stadia All Wrong?" Which I know we're all pretty major video game enthusiasts, and we've dabbled in some of these cloud technologies, but ultimately. He, he argues that these technologies are not for us. We will go out and buy the next console. We will upgrade our stupid expensive gaming PCs. But it is for my buddy Chris, who isn't going to go buy a next-gen console, but he may want to play Doom Eternal. He may want to play Cyberpunk. And he will just go to one of these services and pay whatever it is and play the game right then and there. No disk, no wait, no download, no nothing. He will just have access to these. And I thought it was a really interesting take on the whole... Race to the cloud that we're seeing right now between Google, uh, Microsoft. Now Nvidia's gotten into the game. You have to imagine Sony's going to rebrand or, or revamp PlayStation now for next gen and do something interesting with that guy Kai acquisition. So I just thought it was a really interesting read, and I, I uh, recommend anyone out there go and, and give this a give this a click, give it a read. It's really interesting.
1: As 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 somebody with Stadia, um, I had kind of a similar moment even with my Switch today, right, so just, you know, I, I, I tried to imagine what child me would have thought being able to play Smash Brothers on a handheld, like imagine a, like a, a GBA Smash Brothers or something like that, I know there was like a Flash game years ago, that just hit me like a ton of bricks, but um, yeah, no, I, I totally get it, it's, it's definitely for somebody who doesn't just want to sit in front of their TV and wants to take their games be able to play their game anywhere for sure
4: yeah i think a lot of it too is just being able to take convert or to convert consumers who are not gamers now in a traditional console sense and bring them to those experiences in a way that mobile has done by reducing barriers to entry i think cloud is that next barrier like if when i go into work tomorrow and talk about how great x cloud is people who don't have a system are going to be interested so i just thought it
0: was interesting to to read through that absolutely very nice All right, so that is done with Let's Read All the Things. And so now, next segment, which does have a theme, I remember. I remember listening (laughs) to it. It's Rain and Deals. And so... Uh, No,
4: no, 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 no. I didn't do anything there either. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm sorry. I only have so many hours in the day. I did... I did the news, and I did a metal riff because AJ wanted that for a segment. I was gonna save it for when he hosted a
0: topic of the show, but we can use it wherever you want. I don't care. Okay, fair enough. I apparently am just imagining, uh, imagining different themes in my head. Maybe, maybe uh, I was getting visions.
1: You, you two need to get together. You two need to get together and figure figure out a, a good riff for this sort of thing. Because if you have them in your head. You need to tell him about it, and he can put him to Garage Band.
0: I'd like to subscribe to the theory that they're visions from the future. Now let's get into the deals. So uh, today, if by the way, if you're not following Wario sixty four on Twitter, that is a very very good Twitter account to follow because you get so many. There's
4: also deals. a Canadian specific Twitter account, L L I think it's L B A B I N Z. Babins, oh, however Babins. you want to pronounce it. And he does a lot of very Canadian-focused deals, whether it be Amazon.ca or Walmart or these digital deals with the appropriate currency values, if you are Canadian. Oh,
0: that's actually really so interesting.
4: That's, I'll, I'll link it to you after the show, Alex. Yeah, but that's, that's where I pull most of my deals from. Okay,
0: I didn't actually know that. Yeah, I because I, I follow Wario. So, uh, But either way, um, these deals still these still work for uh, Canadians. They're just the prices are going to be a little bit different than I have on the dock. But Capcom is having a huge sale on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Phoenix Wright, Resident Evil 4, uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil 5, and Resident Evil 6 are all on sale, ranging from 14.99 to 19.99. That is the U.S. price, though. Um, Resident Evil Revelations, Resident Evil 2 Revelations, Mega Man 11, Mega Man X Legacy Collections, one and two, and Mega, uh, yeah, and Double May Cry and Double May Cry 2. They are all on sale for pretty reasonable prices that you would get on the switch. So you had omitted having Phoenix right on this
4: list when you put the dock together, and that was a travesty. Oh, because I'm that sorry. is the one game from that sale that I actually did buy and plan on starting this weekend on that aforementioned road trip. I didn't see the tweet, I'm sorry. Well, I don't know if I got that from the tweet. Eh, it doesn't matter, but regardless, honestly, like that's a game I've wanted to get to, and having it like at least in Canada it was nineteen ninety nine. It's fourteen ninety nine in the U S. So if you are following the U S. based currency, to get three games of that quality for five bucks a piece is just stupid value.
0: Yeah. Is there any? I mean, I definitely I've never played either of the Devil May Cry's, and I well I played Devil May Cry five, and so I was thinking about picking up uh, either. The first one. I've heard two is not very good, but I've been thinking about picking those up on the Switch. Uh, I mean,
3: I, I will say uh, Resident Evil 4 at $20 does feel actually kind of oddly overpriced considering how long this game has been out and how many different systems it's been ported to. But that game is, you know, a very much still a classic. So I, I, as much as I wish it would be cheaper, I suppose that $20 isn't that bad either.
0: And I think also just the fact that you're getting it on the go is kind of a huge selling point. And I feel yeah, like course. it justifies that price for me specifically.
4: Yeah, I haven't played through that since mm. the PS2 port from the GameCube. So that's something that I'm with Cozy, though. I'm going to wait for the price to drop a little bit more. But that's one that I do want to pick up eventually when I don't have so many freaking games on my
2: backlog to play. Fair enough. So I, I played it on the GameCube when it came out, and I actually didn't like Resident Evil 4. Um, Oh, interesting. I'm one of the... I just never found the gameplay great because I had to stop to shoot all the time, and that got frustrating. Um, And maybe it was the difficulty curve. I know they come out of tank controls, which I didn't really like with the Resident Evil series beforehand either, but it just never clicked with me. Were you somebody that had played the Resident Evil games before going into 4? I played a little bit of 3 when I got my PlayStation 1 uh because it was very late to get my first playstation i was an n64 kid before i figured out that that was not the way of the future <laughs> um uh, so i had to catch up on a lot of playstation games so i bought place uh resident evil 3 nemesis and i just couldn't get into the tank controls it was just so terrible um and i was excited about four because it looked great and it just ne- something about it never clicked with me and i'm not sure what it was I mean, I'm curious, did you also play any of the Dead Space games? No, I've not played Dead Space. In all fairness, I don't love horror games, typically.
3: I mean, I feel like the the first couple of Dead Space games, I'd be interested to see what you think of those games, because I feel like they they're still what made kind of resident evil 4 great but they give you a little bit more mobility you don't have to constantly stop to shoot in those games Mm -hmm. and i feel like for that reason you might actually get a kick out of them plus there was
2: some jerk who just came out of nowhere and ripped my head off with a chainsaw all the time which i thought was not cool
0: that just happens in most horror games Mm. all right well continuing on the discussion of the deals this one is pretty pretty substantial the division two
4: Wait, wait, wait. Uh Before you say that, who here has already bought this based on finding out that this promotion happened?
0: I'm waiting till I get paid. Me? I have not. Oh, yes, I've bought it. So
4: three-fifths of this cast took advantage of this deal, so you know it's a good one.
0: All right, so The Division 2, the full game, is $2.99 right now on PSN, Xbox Live, the Ubisoft store on PC, and Epic Games Store, which... Uh, tr- uh, converted into Canadian is three ninety nine. So that is a hell of a deal. So if if you put let's say a hundred hours into that game, you're
4: you're like the the, the cost, like it, it 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 breaks my brain how little you're paying for this experience. Like it's it it so let's say hundred hours you're paying four cents per hour that you're getting out of this game,
0: which is just like how can you say no yeah it's pretty hard to not take advantage of something like this
1: i i hear you but i just not into the division style bullet sponges that exist in that game have you played either of them i played a little bit of the first one and it turned me right off
0: okay fair enough yeah i think the
4: first one was on plus at some point Hmm. That's where yeah, I, I know. It I out.
1: played it on a free weekend on Steam at some point. I, I mean, I, I was just like getting headshot after headshot into these dudes, and yeah, you know, you're doing critical damage on them, but it's just it, this normal ass dude taking bullets to the face, very sponge-like. It just, I, it just, it just kind of pulled me out of the the potential immersion that that game could have had for me. Can
2: can I ask you guys a question about this? So with Ubisoft marking this down to two ninety nine. What's the incentive to buy a new Ubisoft game up front? Because they regularly mark their games down to an extreme amount. Um, like, I just bought the uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey collection, like the ultimate with all the expansions and everything, for $35, I believe, Canadian. And it was normally 130 So, I don't remember the... Lo- okay, sorry. The last
4: time I paid full price for any Ubisoft game was Mario mm-hmm. and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Other than that, I can't think of a single Ubisoft game that I've paid full price for.
0: Yeah, I think um I think mine would have been Far Cry 4 back in 2014. So, yeah, like I I mean I don't really see their games as like ones that are like the must buys, must buys, even if they are like good games, like just I don't know, like and like you're saying like them going on sale, so frequently and also pretty quickly after launch, they do kind of drop in price, even just by like a little bit that I think the only reason you'd want to buy them is if you're like trying to be part of the conversation as like, you know, as is popularly known as, Yeah,
4: I I think looking at this as well as a live service game, if all of your friends are in there at launch playing this game, then you're going to want to be there to avoid like it's FOMO. You don't want to be missing out on the, the experience Mm. you can have with your friends. But in this case, with this sale being as good as it is, I... Okay, a little inside baseball here. I I came here to see if you guys would want to play this with me. I went to the Kind of Funny Toronto Discord. Uh, plug, plug, plug. Go... If you're in the Toronto area, if you're a Kind of Funny fan, find us. And there were a bunch of people in there that want to play the game because they didn't play it the first time around. So the fact that I can hopefully, fingers crossed, get together a group of people to play this game was really the only reason I spent that $4.
2: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking too. I'm not a big multiplayer guy typically with games i tend to play them more solo and i'm hoping that this will help me branch out and maybe try to play a little more multiplayer because uh, that's something i've never got
4: same to go he, same here bud let, let, let's play solo games together
0: <laughs> all right so i mean this is such a killer deal i think everyone should take advantage of it unless you're like aj and just kind of don't like the division style enemies sorry i mean you know this isn't the first bad opinion you've had Hopefully it's the last. Debatable. So, <laughs> rounding out our deals, this one's not as substantial, but I still think it's worth acknowledging. The Outer Worlds is 50% off right now on the Epic Game Store, which is uh, 29 dollars USD. I didn't do the conversion for this. Um, though I don't think this is the best way to play it on PC because you can just get it through Game Pass,
1: I still think... I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure it's on it Game is. Pass. It is. That's how I
0: played it. I still think The Outer Worlds is such a great game for the amount that I've played it that if you did want to like support the developer fully if you did want to support Obsidian fully then I would say it's worth it but at the same time get it through so
4: game Pass. I didn't get around to the I mean I talked earlier in the show I don't know I don't blah, 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 words I don't own an Xbox um, so if I do pick one up and have Game Pass I'll try it out but I was actually honestly looking forward to waiting and playing the Switch version Which, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. either earlier this week or late last week, it was delayed due to the porting developer being in China and the coronavirus having impacted their development at the port, which is unfortunate and well wishes to anyone who's, who's dealing with that at the moment. But... If, yeah, I, it's something I want to get around to, but I was hoping to wait for the Switch game.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see how that actually does run on the Switch. So if you do pick it up uh, whenever it does eventually come out, I'd love to hear your report back on that.
4: And you, you still need to play Doom on the Switch. I'm telling you now.
1: I have a... Could, uh, something I'm not sure about. Um, in theory, could you just subscribe to Game Pass and then play it through this X Cloud beta right now?
4: No, because xCloud on iOS right now only supports the Master Chief collection.
2: Okay. I was just say even XCloud regularly isn't there only so many games it supports.
1: Um I know yeah I think I think there there might be a limit on that but I know you can also they they also uh, brought the uh like the, the console streaming stuff not that you have an Xbox necessarily but there there's there's a good handful of stuff that I'm pretty sure is also on Game Pass but I don't know if Outer Wilds is one. So of to them.
4: tangent a bit the XCloud beta on iOS does not support console streaming yeah okay it's only supported right now on on android so that would also limit me the fact i don't own the console would also be a limiting factor but like i said i'm a believer in the tech so i'm probably gonna go you know vote with my wallet and pick up an xbox
0: all right and well we'll be here waiting for you to see how you enjoy all of that and that (laughs) seems to be the end of the deals definitely (laughs) check out those capcom games and definitely pick up the division two. But now, time for the main topic of the show, which is the return after only one week hiatus of 5x5. And the topic for this week is the best video game protagonists of all time. Now, I've changed up the scoring system a little bit. So, let's just get into the specifics of how this game works, just in case you missed the first episode when we did this. Round one, we go round robin. Everyone brings three games To the table of or three protagonists in this case to the table, and then I, as the non-biased judge, will list them accordingly. There are 12 slots, and I will choose the top 10 get points. uh, Six through six through five or six through 10 get one point. uh, Four and five get two points. Two and three get three points, and the number one gets five points. Round two. You get to choose one of, your, uh, one of your protagonists, and you get to argue why it should be higher than uh, someone else's, and then they get a rebuttal, and then I get to choose where that's going to land. Round three is going to be a lightning round, where there will be a random number generator. Everyone will pick one number, and I will give them a protagonist of choice, and they have to argue it. If they have not played the game, I will, I will be merciful and let them choose another number then boo, boo. i am all right fine fuck you guys all right no fuck yeah let's go no mercy i i for the record i did not boo all right i will i will remember you aj there's more hilarity in making us talk about something we don't know that's fair enough you know what i'm i'm in it for the comedy so are you guys ready yes let's do it all right play the jingle not yet did it five did it five did it five by five. five there we go i, I like got it. you <laughs>
4: which doesn't All make right. any sense with the scoring system now but i
0: digress <laughs> it didn't make sense before so who cares also true. i think
2: we just have to keep the name and just say it doesn't yeah, make sense the name is catchy so you
1: know what it works <laughs> fine let's just say it's in beta and we'll figure it out later just like
0: stadia okay but um sounds great now like Beta. does anyone want to volunteer to go first no cool mitch you're first I was going to volunteer, so that works out. So the the protagonist, I'm going to...
4: Oh, also Inside Baseball. Are we putting a time limit on these? Yeah, we like should. We probably should.
0: Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. For round one. So we did admit
4: it. In- I'd say even less than that this time around.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Do you want to do... Let's do 45 seconds for round one.
4: You got it. All right. Master Chief. All right. Yeah. Master Chief. So Master Chief... Kidnapped as a kid, forced into service, experimented on, has this real tragic story. It's been expanded upon in all the single player games. It's one of the most iconic protagonists of all time. You can look at this character, you know it is Halo. This is the Halo guy. It has perpetuated into pop culture in a way that most video game protagonists don't. And for that reason, Master Chief's got to be one of the top 10, if not the top video game
0: protagonist of all time. I like your reasoning. You have 10 seconds. Do you want to use them? That's uh, all I needed. All right. It speaks for itself. It's Master Chief, baby. Fair enough. All right. Hail to the, hail to the Chief. Well, you're definitely pointing to your audience, and I do appreciate that. Since <laughs> Since there's no one else on the list right now, Master Chief is at number one. So right now you are at five points. I'm not going to recap every single time somebody gets added, but for right now... Since it's the first one, Master Chief is number one. So, AJ, what have you got?
1: What have I got? How about Link from The Legend of Zelda? The ultimate, uh, no, ultimate cipher for your, your, your character. The, the embodiment of courage, meant to strike down power, can team up with wisdom. And be ever successful. Um, throughout all the games, Link uh, has been a bit of a loner, just like me. And ultimately does what needs to be done to <laughs> defeat uh, any evil which may come to destroy the world. That was unprepared.
0: <laughs> I could tell. Yep. Um, <laughs> i i liked your argument it was uh, you know you you brought up like him being the embodiment of courage i appreciated that um though you didn't really talk about how much of an icon he is which i think true. was one of the things that mitch brought up that i very much thought was a solid point so i'm not i appreciate your your respect yeah there. i'm not just putting it because you know I'm not just putting it at number two. Is where Link is going to go for now, just because. Remember, I am unbiased. This is uh-huh. based on argument alone. So I
1: totally believe you that is say. fair.
0: But I, you know, I just had to acknowledge it because you know. Once again, I understand pulling to the audience. Uh, who's who's actually judging? So. Moving on, Nathan. What have
2: you got? okay so when we did our top villains list somebody surprising came out at number one so i'd like to throw somebody surprising out there for our top heroes batman how is joker surprising for best villain hey don't interrupt well in a video game fine um so batman is the best video game hero he's been in over 20 video games unlike the joker who hasn't been in every batman game Batman has been in every Batman game. He's been in many great games, some bad ones, but we all have those hits and misses. But in terms of being a hero, he is always a hero. He always does what's right. He'll make the sacrifices he needs to make. And as far as iconic goes, Batman is more iconic and more visual to anybody that is going to look at video games or heroes in general.
0: All right, that is time. Now, that was a great argument. I'm not going to lie. I really like that you brought up both the symbol that Batman is and also just what he does as the hero of his stories. And so, because of that, Batman is going at number one. you fucking kidding me! I think it was a great argument, and Batman (laughs) is number one. If you got a problem with that, bring it up in round two. That's the plan. Got him. So, we got one more for the first round of round one that doesn't make sense but that's okay. Cozy, what have you got?
3: Two words. Doomslayer. When this when a demon invasion is taking over Mars, taking over Earth, taking where, over anywhere in the galaxy, you call the Doomslayer. He'll get the job done and he'll do it without asking for anything in return. That's it.
0: You still got Okay. Short and sweet. You still have 20 seconds. I don't need it. Are you sure you're okay? All right. I'm sure wow wow okay you know what i really like the way that you're going i can tell that you're very passionate but you're also keeping it short and sweet just like the doom slayer and because of that he is going at number one yes. and this is not just because i love doom it hundred percent is I you promise. said earlier in this
2: episode
3: doom is your favorite game of all time I mean, it's entirely (laughs) coincidental, Mitch. You can't prove anything I'll prove
0: it in round two. Doomslayer number one, and that is Cozy's pick. (laughs) Now, we're in round two of round one, because, you know, round 1.5, as some may say. And we're going to go the same way we went before. So, Mitch, what have you got? Okay, so round one, I went with the icon of a
4: protagonist that was Master Chief. Round two of round one, I'm going with who, is, who sort of brings heart and soul, a really passionate, tra- tragic story to all of us to experience and in some ways influence. And I'm going to bring Clementine from the Walking Dead Telltale series to the party. This is a character that we're introduced to as someone who's stripped away from her family, needs to just try to survive in this terrible, terrible world and learns to grow and thrive, some would say in this environment and we, you really do see her story shape up to be whatever it is you as the player want it to be and in that way it really tells the story of how anybody would try to survive this and try to come out on top and it's it's just such a personal you get such a personal All feel right. from
0: it it's, it's incredible. I really appreciate it I thought it was a great argument so far we've had some pretty outstanding arguments um, I very much appreciated how you brought in the character development because that is very important to a protagonist you got to be invested and because of that i will put clementine from the walking dead at number two very good arguments very good arguments now aj what have you got
1: yes who do i've got i've got Geralt of rivia now most people in recent days might be more familiar with the netflix show but the Netflix show inspired a lot of a uh, lot of people to go back and give the Witcher series in general a, a, a second shot. And Geralt is somebody who tries to—he's a monster slayer who who doesn't want to pick sides. Um, he he'll he'll fight for the good, he'll fight for the bad, but he still has an internal moral compass and. As you go, at playing as Geralt, you discover with him why it's bad to not pick a side. All right, that's my argument.
0: Very good argument. Very good argument. Now, I do appreciate you bringing up the Netflix show and bringing up the visual imagery in that being uh, based on how they uh, did it in the game. I thought that was a that was a very good point. But. You, you kind of touched on some of the things that Mitch like had brought up already with like the development. And it felt like you were just kind of like saying the same point, but just for Geralt. And because of that, Geralt of Rivia is going to go at number three underneath Clementine. I'll take three. Now, Nathan, you're up.
2: Okay. I don't know how we got this far. And this person hasn't been said, um, but he's like, the main video game hero when you think of video games. It's a me, it's a Mario. How's Mario not on the top of this list? He saves the princess regularly. Yes, it's a common trope and it doesn't have that much motivation, but he does it with such gusto every time, going to great lengths to save the princess from an evil giant turtle. Um, And he's done other things. He's been in RPGs. He's been a boxing uh, ref. He's played golf. Mario has literally done
0: everything. There is no better protagonist. And there we go. I you know what? I really appreciated your passion there of wanting this list to be right. Also, very important, versatility. Mario is versatile. And because of that, he's going at number 1. Mario is number 1 so far. Now, Cozy,
3: what have you got? Uh, You know, I thought long and hard about what I was going to bring up next. Um, I have some more jokey things, but I'll save the jokes till the end because I feel like it kind of got screwed over with uh, Mario being a villain on the last time. Um, I'm going to go with Pit from Kid Icarus. Um, What I like about Pit from Kid Icarus is I feel like he's a good kind of compliment to my earlier pick of the Doom Slayer. He's more of a funny, jovial, youthful protagonist. Um, Unlike a lot of other heroes from the era in which he debuted, he's uh not too much of a womanizer he actually has a lot of respect for women and in fact uh directly uh basically works in the service of his uh patron goddess Palutena. uh he has a wide range of weapons that he can wield uh and he generally is uh loved by all
0: oh very nice very nice i I appreciate a good protagonist should be likable i think i mean not always but i think it's a good rule of thumb and so that point really stuck with me you know And so because of that, I'm going to put Pit at number four. All right. Everyone gets one more pick before our list is finished for round one.
4: All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. This protagonist is the sole reason why video games as an art form, as as an entertainment medium exists. And that protagonist is Pac-Man video games don't exist the way they do today without pac-man having paved the way for iconic video game protagonists since back in the 80s he's per he's he like it that that pac-man is iconic from the original arcade game straight through to various appearances in other forms of media television other games he's in smash brothers like pac-man is the epitome of an iconic video game protagonist because you can't see that yellow circle going waka 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 and not know who pac-man is that's it it's pac-man pac-man is the best
0: protagonist of all time this uh this is a tough one because you do have a point he has quite a history of being the video game protagonist but I feel like that's all you brought to the table with this. I feel like I don't know who Pac-Man is.
4: Everybody knows who Pac-Man is. But what if I didn't? Then you're not a video game fan. What you're does not he a, do? A, a, you're not what an is, entertainment what fan. What does he do?
0: That's that's the, that's beside the point. He's going at number are nine. Are fucking kidding me? <laughs> All right. You're wrong and you know it. Why are you doing this? <laughs> We're having fun. We're having, <laughs> I'm having fun, at least. All right. AJ? I'm glad, I'm glad one of us this is. This game is
1: great. Aj, you ready? I'm ready.
0: All right. What's your final
1: pick? Commander Shepard. What better icon lets you be who you want to be, lets you play how you want to play, male or female? Yes, we could go deeper into that in 2020, whatever next uh, iteration may come of the Mass Effect franchise. But Paragon versus Renegade, good versus evil. You, you can, you can weigh the scales any way you want and commander shepherd lets you do that Hmm. very solid you still have 10 seconds but i'm gonna assume you don't need it absolutely that's
0: my sounds argument. pretty similar to another argument it was similar but also he decided to go into detail about how specifically shepherd is versatile which i appreciated you are right though mitch i'm not you are right that he is uh, it's a little similar, but I still appreciated the, the detail that you went into. I think that was that was the important distinction. I had a little more time to think about it. <laughs> not, not that I didn't have a whole week. And because of that, I think that Commander Shepard should go at number three. Ooh. All right, Nathan?
2: <sighs> All right, this is a tough one. I've had to debate a few in my head quickly for what the next best choice is. But honestly, I'm going to have to go with my heart and say Mega Man. Uh, Mega Man the Blue Bomber has been in games since the NES. He's been in countless games, in countless great games. All of the games he's in are classics. And you've got not only the regular Mega Man series, you have Mega Man X, you've got Mega Man uh, ZX, you've got the Zero series, you've got the Battle Network, and the other one that was weird. There's tons of Mega Man, but he'll hmm. always go to save people, to battle evil robots. And he always takes mercy on Dr. Wily, just like Batman. He never kills Dr. Wily. He always tries to save him and make him better.
0: Mm. Good argument. An I, I, interesting choice to compare your two characters yeah. that you chose. But you know what? I respect that. Mega Man, I believe, should go at number seven just above that all right cozy bring us home for round one
3: all right i feel like we need to finish out strong with a wild card pick um earlier uh, nathan brought up mario and obviously mario is a solid pick but you know who also is a solid pick is bowser as he appears in mario and luigi bowser's inside story in that game, to quickly catch you up for speed, uh, basically, Mario and Luigi get swallowed up in Bowser, and while they're absent from being able to defend the kingdom, uh, Bowser has to take over their reigns, and basically goes on a pugilist uh, kind of like a championship bout across the wayside, punching and destroying everything that dares lay a finger on the Mushroom Kingdom and its dear princess, who coincidentally also got swallowed by him.
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting wild card. Now, I know what my heart is telling me, and I do appreciate that you, spe- you specified which game he-, he was the protagonist, because this isn't about heroes, this is about protagonists. And so I appreciated that, and I really liked the wildcard pick. I know what my heart's telling me, but I don't know if I could in good conscience do it. <laughs> I can see Mitch shaking his head. But just because I don't think I could do it, he's going at number two. Bowser from Inside Story. I appreciate the guts that it took to bring a pick like that. Uh. So, because of that, we are done with round one. This is our definitive list.
3: Everything is lining into place. This is our
0: definitive list of video game protagonists. At number one, we have Mario by Nathan. At number two, we have Bowser by Cozy, specifically from Bowser's Inside Story. Little asterisk. All right. Uh, number three, The Doomslayer by Cozy. At number four, Commander Shepard, AJ. Number five, Clementine from The Walking Dead, by Mitch. Number six, Pit, Cozy. Number seven, Geralt of Rivia, AJ. Number eight, Mega Man, by Nathan. Number nine, Batman by Nathan, and number ten, Master Chief by Mitch. Number eleven, Link by AJ, and number 12, Pac-Man,
1: by Mitch. So,
0: how are we feeling?
1: Uh, I'd like, a uh, when you get to it, a, a little rule clarification when we get into round two.
0: Okay, well, we're just about to get into round two, so do you want to ask the question?
1: Yeah, so um, when we argue, so round two, argue why one of your suggestions should be higher than another. We're not arguing why it specifically is higher than the rest like better than the rest of them yeah you're just um, comparing but we're it to... specifically comparing it to no it's just this one yes. i want it better than this yes. i want it to swap places with this yes, one. yes 100 percent. all
0: right so anyone else have any questions nope nope all right sounds good we are into round two and at round two we are going to switch the way that we are doing the round robin and so cozy you are up first mm-hmm who do you want higher? Uh, okay.
3: So, I mean, I, I think I'm going to leave Bowser and Doomslayer as they are. I don't want to tempt Mario. Um, I'm going to make a uh, case for why Pit should be higher than Commander Shepard. I think that, you know, Commander Shepard, male or female, they do their role right. However, the thing about Commander Shepard is that whenever they have to venture out into deep space, they always have a lot of issues. They have to assemble a giant team to do that. They have to work out the logistics of the Normandy. It's a whole big thing. Pit, half of Kid Icarus Uprising is Pit going into deep space like it's nothing. Pit is not afraid of space. He loves it. He relishes in it. And for that reason, I think that you've got to put Pit higher than Commander Shepard.
0: Very solid argument. I, I like that a lot. But because we are fair here, AJ, you do get a rebuttal. You get the same amount of time to rebuttal. Are you ready?
1: Ready. Go. Uh, Pitt is just a a boring ass angel that you know fights things. Uh, Commander Shepard is the first of the human people to be a Spectre, an elite soldier meant to defend the galaxy against any threat. And he does just that. He is the best protagonist when compared to Pitt. Hmm. Interesting. They, not he. It is not always a he. My my shepherd was a he. Fair enough. And so. you can only
0: talk from your own experience. So that is what I'm doing. I liked your I liked your rebuttal. But I really appreciated the point that Cozy made of Pitt is. He doesn't need a team. He can be by himself. And that's, I think, what a good protagonist can be. He can be versatile to work with other people or not need to. And Shepard, you never really brought up the point that Shepard can do that. You So, you know what? That's fair. Pitt, Pitt's going above Commander Shepard at number four. Oh, All right. Yes.
3: Oh, yes. The decks are falling into place. <laughs> All right
0: so if i am not mistaken it is now nathan you get to choose how you want to well i obviously can't change number one which leaves
2: nine and eight and i'm going to go after batman and say batman should be above the doom slayer and i'm going to appeal to your sensibilities alex i know you love doom slayer so i want to be careful in how i'm approaching this but batman i know you have a love of joker and you have a love of batman as well Mm -hmm. and let's be honest The motivation and the character of Batman is so much more than the Doom Slayer. The Doom Slayer grunts and he runs around a lot. There's a little bit of backstory, but it's mostly told from other people's point of views. He's a silent protagonist for the most part, where Batman's full of emotion with a colorful rogues
0: gallery and really should be above Doom Slayer. Very solid argument. Very solid argument. Cozy, because Doom Slayer is your pick, you get a rebuttal.
3: You know, I really enjoyed the Batman Arkham games, but I honestly felt like they didn't do as much with Batman's character in those games as I felt like they could have. By comparison, while it's true that the Doom Slayer doesn't have as much going on with him, I feel like the game intimately understands that, and it doesn't necessarily try to go there at all. Whereas I feel like with Batman, it's like they try to go there halfway, but it's kind of half-hearted. Doom Slayer, they understand. This guy isn't going to have much story, and they design the whole game around that. Batman, it's not as focused in that regard.
0: Very nice. Ooh, this is this is a tough one. It's like I'm choosing between my children. This is so difficult. But I do gotta say that just to man, I feel like I don't win. What are you doing? Either I, I don't doing, win. Alex? I don't win either way. I really don't. Alex,
3: be cool. Be cool, Alex. <laughs> do it. Do, do it. Cool.
0: Do it, Alex. What is your heart telling you? See, okay. I'm gonna Be talk cool. this. I gotta talk. I gotta talk this Be through cool. because, like, Be I cool. like the. I like the point that you talked about uh, getting to know Batman as a character, but I do like the point that you rebutted with that of the Doomslayer. The Doom Slayer's world reflects his character, which is you know that. But that that makes the game better, not the hero. That's true. But that was also a point you That means it's better game design that you did not make during the argument. So I can't take that. I I didn't have a chance to. I can't take it into consideration. All right, uh, Doomslayer stays where he is. (sighs) I i stared into the abyss, (laughs) and it turned away. All right, I'm sorry, Nathan. Better luck next time. (laughs) AJ,
1: what have you got? Link is a much better protagonist than Clementine is. Link absolutely uh, embodies the courage that is required. He is Link is born with that courage. The, the fact that he is that link is a vessel for your, your yourself and the, the challenges you may face as you uh, proceed through the story. Link just embodies courage in such a way that outdoes anything Clementine d- did right. through any of the. Walking Dead games.
0: Alright. Alright, I was trying to let you have a I was trying to let you have a full cohesive thought. Thanks. So great. Alright, Mitch, you get a rebuttal because Clementine is your pick. What do you gotta say? What what is more courageous than as an
4: orphaned Link. teen make making the decision to raise somebody else's child on your own? There's nothing more courageous than that. She put her own self interest aside to take care of somebody else who would have died regardless. That's more courageous than anything Link has done in any Legend of Zelda game, period.
0: Ooh, okay. I like where your head's at of bringing the examples to the table. Instead of just telling me that your character is courageous, you you gave me a proper example. And so I hate to do this to you, AJ, but nothing has changed. Clementine stays where she is.
4: Womp womp. Well...
0: It was a good effort. I I did appreciate the argument. It it wasn't a Hail Mary
1: like last time.
0: All right. And to end out round two, Mitch, what have you got? I want to do something crazy, but
4: I don't know how you're going to take it.
0: Ooh. I like crazy, though.
4: Okay. Give me 15 seconds on the clock twice. Pac-Man is a better protagonist than Bowser from Bowser's Inside Story because Pac-Man does not swallow some of the most iconic protagonists of all time. Bowser does. Master Chief is a better protagonist than the Doom Slayer because the Doom Slayer has no personality. There is nothing to him whatsoever. Whereas we learn over the course of the Halo games that Master Chief is who he is because of the way that he was brought up and that is what makes him a great protagonist.
0: All right.
2: Wait, we're, we're allowed to do two? I This is breaking the rules.
4: If, if that's the case then just take the first one. But I wanted to do something crazy because this list is a travesty and you would agree with me that Master Chief is far too low. Well, so
0: there's two ways we could go about this. I could let both of them rebuttal, or you could pick whichever argument you liked more and go with that. It's one. your game. You do with it
4: as you will. I gave you my heart. Okay. I lay it out on a platter. You do with it what you Well,
0: want. I'm going to be honest. I like the argument of Doom Slayer uh, versus Master Chief. So, Cozy, you get to respond with that. Uh, here's the thing. At the end of the day...
3: Uh, Doomslayer came before Master Chief, and so <sighs> I don't got a counter argument other than. <laughs> Alex, that, that will... has nothing to do with the character. It's...
0: I don't Chief's have still... a counter argument
3: oh. other than Alex be cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, <it's>... all right. <laughs> Well, I'm choosing between my two actual <laughs> children this time, but also, you know, man, oh, the, see, the Alex be Cool, that was your argument last time, and because of that, it did work, and so I can't let it, I can't let it. I can't let it work twice in a <laughs> row. So Master Chief goes above Doomslayer. You know, I'll, I'll I'll fully
3: accept uh this loss on my part. I, I will also say like, I feel like on. you kinda of bamboozled me at presenting both of those arguments at once. Cause I didn't know in my head, do I focus on countering the Bazer argument or do I focus on countering the Doomslayer argument?
4: It worked though.
3: I, I fully accept it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, dispute
0: what's happening here. I'm just saying.
4: Understandable. I apologize, they were both yours, Cozy.
0: Yeah, if I had known what was going to happen, I wouldn't have allowed it, but I couldn't stop it once it happened. So You that's... could have just said I broke the rules and done nothing. Yeah, but that's less fun. I agree with you. I mean, it probably would have been funny, but I I like to respect the integrity of the game, which actually I no promise, wait, that's, that's the opposite of it. Never mind.
4: I promise it won't happen again, but just looking at the list the way it was they both needed to move and at your discretion you chose and that's understandable. Yeah.
0: And besides, I liked I thought there was going to be a better argument of Master Chief versus Doom Slayer because they are similar in like sort of being the vessel for the player regardless, whatever. Um, so, round three we are moving on. Are the scores at the bottom of the page accurate? I'm doing it right now. Okay, I will bring up the scores in a minute. As the list stands, Mario is still at number one for Nathan. Bowser is still at number two for Cozy. Master Chief has moved to number three by Mitch. Pitt, I think Pitt's still in the same spot. I'm not going to do this for everyone. Pitt's number four. Pitt's number four for Cozy. Clementine, number five for Mitch. Commander Shepard, for AJ, is at number 6. Geralt of Rivia, for AJ, is at number 7. Mega Man, for Nathan, is at number 8. Batman, for Nathan, is at number 9. And the Doom Slayer, who is far too low, but those are the rules for Cozy, are at number 10. So, the score, as it stands by the end of round 2, AJ, 2 points. Mitch, 5. Cozy, 6. Nathan, 7 pretty close guys and we got one more round hmm. and it is the random number generator I get to make you have an argument now hell yeah we're gonna do this in a different order uh, Nathan pick a number sorry what was the numbers between Uh, 1 and 15
2: 1 and 15 I'm gonna go with what I did last time lucky number 13 Number
0: 13. All right. Number 13 is Pokemon Trainer from Pokemon Red. Ooh, Pokemon Trainer. Um,
2: So he wanted to be the very best, the best that no one ever was. But he gets a his Pokemon from a professor, an old man, gives him a thing and he sets off and his mom just says, go, go adventure and do whatever you want. And then he just leaves home and he starts going and collecting Pokemon and imprisoning them in these balls while he travels to become a Pokemon master to be the best person at imprison, imprisoning animals and balls and making them fight each other. I mean, I don't know how you can argue that this isn't the best protagonist. What I wanted
3: to say earlier is that, so the po- red from the first Pokemon games is actually kind of infamous in the games for literally never speaking. Even when he makes cameos in future games like Pokemon Gold or po- most recently Pokemon Sun and Moon, he like literally is just like dot, dot, dot whenever he tries to speak.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. So, red. Are, I refer-
3: For the record, though, as somebody who really likes Pokemon, I endorse uh, Nathan's argument all the same. Hmm. Can you
4: put it above Doomslayer well, though,
0: Alex? I feel like... <laughs> I mean, I might have to, because he did have a pretty good argument. <laughs> uh, I just keep looking at it and just getting really sad that it... Number 10. Ugh. Oof. All right. Um, I did like your argument, I think. Um, I thought if this list was Pokemon, or Pokemon, if this list was video game heroes... Can we do would best Pokemon probably, at some point? I mean, if you <laughs> want to host. We will. Yeah, don't worry. I, I assume we will. Sweet. But I did make the point that protagonists don't have to be good. They don't have to be heroes. And the point you made of prisoning Pokemon, that sounds like a pretty hefty goal for somebody, for a protagonist. And that's what protagonists have to do. They have to have a goal in mind. And you said two, wanting to be the very best and imprisoning Pokemon. And so because of that, I think that Pokemon Trainer, otherwise known as Red, is going to go at number five. Boo!
3: Yes! I'm so sorry, James Slayer. All right. You're not even apologizing <laughs> to me. You're just apologizing directly to the Doom I, Slayer. I'm
0: pod. sorry about that ping. That was my phone. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, do not disturb exists. I, I didn't. I thought I wasn't popular enough to get messages. All right. Um. So, now that we're going in a wacky, strange order, uh, Mitch, what have you got? Number wise, lucky number seven. Alex, lucky number seven. Now. This is the wild card. It's a free pick.
4: <laughs> oh! Free pick. Okay, let me go to my list then. Give me one second. I was not looking I was not anticipating this. It's a good thing I have a very hefty list prepared. Okay, so my pick is Sonic the Hedgehog. You have to identify that Sonic the Hedgehog through all of his various incarnations, through all the various games he's been a part of, Ooh. whether it be the Genesis era, the 3D weird platformer where hog era like he's been in some weird games but no matter what what's always persisted is how true to character that that sonic has been how he has always strived to done to do good has always tried to keep his friends safe as opposed to bowser who eats his friends and then continues to rampage around the kingdom and maybe save some stuff like who knows but sonic sticks to his guns and is one of the most iconic video game protagonists of all time soon to be hitting theaters in sonic the hedgehog on february the 14th
0: okay
1: a good argument. I thought Shadow had the guns.
0: I mean, that is a good point. He doesn't actually have any guns. That was a
4: well-timed notification, uh, but Tails... Um, <laughs> doesn't, I don't know. There's, there's probably some I game where he has a gun. G- just... Shadow the Hedgehog has guns. That's what I said, yeah. Oh, okay. Whose head's in the clouds now? <laughs> I missed
0: that. Yeah, but that's not Sonic the Hedgehog. But
4: yeah, Sonic's still great. Go Sonic. <laughs>
0: Alright, um... I think that you didn't talk as much about sonic as you were trying to tear down another person's pick which wasn't your goal you didn't have to talk you didn't have to say anything about bowser and because no that's true i needed something to compare to sonic is going at number 14 you're wrong you know that right you you missed the point of this round and I am only reflecting it on the list. Doom is off your list, so suck on it. Doom Slayer has been off the list for a whole half of this round, and so because of that, I don't even care. He's dead to me. This is the definitive list. All right, AJ, it's wrong. What have you got, number wise?
1: Um, uh, what are my what are my uh, range? What's my range here? It's one to
0: fifteen, but seven and thirteen have been picked. Hey Google, pick a number between one
1: and fifteen wrong. Try again in a few <laughs> Alright, no, that means it's up to me. I'll pick number two. That means How he gets
4: no that? pick, right?
1: She rolled the die and then said something went wrong. Oh, no, something threw. went wrong. He, he gets die. nothing. Something? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which means you get nothing. <laughs>
0: that dice is forever lost in cyberspace. Number two is pretty relevant to you, actually. Oh, I hope so. It's Nathan Drake.
1: Oh good wonderful um, <clears throat> so Nathan Drake is a fantastic video game incarnation of Indiana Jones and who doesn't love Indiana Jones as a protagonist he he there, he there, He's a treasure hunter he's a a a, a, a ladies' man he's a go getter he he tries to do what he's got to do to any, anything he's got to do to, to succeed in that regard. Um, All right. Yeah, that, that's my argument. Yep. Perfect. You know what? Yeah, I'll take it. S- to I-, the point. I started Great. off strong and kind of fumbled there.
0: That's okay. You know, it happens to the best of us. But that is going to have to reflect on where uh, Nathan Drake is going to go. But also, I notice you don't have very many names on the list. That's true, I don't. and I do have to acknowledge you did start strong. And you know, he is a go-getter. He has more on the list so than I do because of that. Um, Nathan, Nathan Drake is Nathan Drake is gonna go at number eight, so just above Geralt of Ripia. All right, Nathan, what have you got? I get to go wait again. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. My... Whose head is in the clouds now? It's Mitch, right? Dude, I went as well. I picked Sonic. And you Trav, You, you Who hasn't d- gone? belittled his
3: name. I'm, I'm sitting here, Alex. I'm sitting here, and I'm just drowning in my sea of isolation.
4: You know you can join us in any of these conversations, right, Cozy? <laughs> hey.
0: I know. I know. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. Cozy? But it's only Wednesday. I've been up since 4 in the morning, but that's unimportant. Um,
3: Somebody needs to ban all phone jingles going off in the middle of podcasts, by the way. I'm using
0: mine as a timer, and so that's why even on Do Not Disturb, it was still uh, jingling. Regardless, Cozy, I am so sorry. Please pick a number and forgive me. Uh, two. T- uh, two is already done. Uh, Ten. Ten? All right. You get... Yes. Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Aloy.
3: Uh, okay. Go ahead. see, yes. uh, so here's the thing about Aloy is that Aloy's been dealt a bad hand in life. Uh, she's been forced to uh, grow up in a land that's ravaged by giant robotic dinosaurs. And they she just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to live quietly in the, you know, primitive little cities that uh, populate this savage land? No. She's like, I'm going to take advantage of all this futuristic technology and tame the dinosaurs and make them... Uh, inferior to me and uh, make them submissive to me uh, and I think that for that reason like it's one thing to tame dinosaurs and it's another thing to tame robotic dino- dinosaurs and for that reason I think Aloy needs to go high ooh
0: very good point point. and you know robot dinosaurs are pretty cool and so that does mean that her cool factor goes up just by association because of that I think that was a very strong argument Yes, it and was. I also feel really, really bad about completely forgetting that you didn't pick a number. That's not going to completely go into the reason why I'm putting Aloy at number four, but it, you know, helps just a bit. Hmm. So All right. this is we the go. definitive list of video game protagonists. I'm going to start reading. Mario at number one for Nathan. Congratulations, Nathan. Who's the real winner here? Bowser at number two, from Bowser's Inside Story, for Cozy. Master Chief, at number three, for Mitch. Number four, Aloy, for Cozy. Number five, Pit, also for Cozy. Number six, Red, from Pokemon, for Nathan. Number seven, Clementine, for Mitch. Number eight, Commander Shepard, for AJ. Number nine, Nathan Drake, for AJ. And number 10, Geralt of Rivia, for AJ. And unfortunately, the ones that were knocked off the list Mega Man at number 11 for Nathan, Batman at number 12 for Nathan, Doom Slayer at number 13 for Cozy, Link number 14 for AJ, Pac-Man number 15 for Mitch and number 16 Sonic for Mitch. So, how can two of the most iconic video game protagonists
4: of all time be at the or actually four be at the bottom of this list?
0: Because the arguments weren't strong enough. You're wrong, and you should feel bad about this list. I feel great about it. And to be fair... Yeah, where's Doom Slayer? Well, I mean, you know, we all make mistakes. Apparently ours was letting you host. So, oh, are the... uh, the,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd like to file an HR complaint for that one. Wow. I kid. Wow.
0: I kid. This has been fun. (laughs) Hey, man. No, I, I... I accept. I accept my faults. Is the scoring accurate?
3: I mean, you know, Doomslayer will forever stare back at you. Whenever you're walking over a hill silently at night and you're just contemplating all your regrets in life, Doomslayer will be there and will be staring back at you. Whatever.
4: You got Bowser at number two on a list of best video game protagonists.
3: Whenever you wash your face in the sink in the morning and you stare up in the mirror, Doomslayer will be staring at you. (laughs)
4: Don't you have Twitch things to do? Let's just let's just wrap it up.
3: Whenever you watch my stream on twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive, Doomslayer will be Don't there. do spell
0: it out. It'll be in the description. We're not in the plug section yet. Let me just say what the scores are very quickly. AJ, unfortunately, you came last with three points.
1: I thought this was like golf rules, like lowest stroke well, count. Well, in that case, AJ,
0: you win. Congratulations. Yay! all right mitch you got four points nathan with six and at number one cozy even though yes. Game Slayer was not on the list so congratulations cozy you did a great yes. job you managed to sell a villain as a protagonist which i think was very admirable congratulations this has been fun thank you i can't wait to never host again but i'm sorry
3: <laughs> as previously discussed We were going off of golf rules, so I'm afraid that AJ takes the victory this round, which means that, AJ, it's your turn to host
2: next week.
1: Oh, no. Is
2: he going to be back next week? Actually, wait. I need to step in as HR, actually, because uh, AJ has a complaint against him. He doesn't actually get a chance to win. Um, It's kind of one of those negative things that until it's off his record, he can't win. let's
0: let him redeem himself by hosting next week. I think that sounds fair. That's
4: fine. I won't be here.
0: <laughs> we'll see if that one goes live.
3: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Why are you not here? Uh, Mitch, what happened?
4: Yeah, that 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 one line I just dropped there is kind of, you know, that's that's not sitting well with HR. But on the on the realist, it's my fiance's birthday. I if I pass that up for this, I will no longer have a fiance. So you know where my priorities are. We'll
1: be your fiance. <laughs>
0: All right, let's wrap it up. Um, Mitch, since you're not going to be here, where can people find you? Crying in a corner because this list is a travesty. You okay. can find me
2: on Twitter or Instagram <laughs> at Mr. Mitch George. Nathan, where can people find you? Uh, follow me at um, Twitter at the underscore nmac.
3: Cozy? Uh, at Twitter on at... uh, it sounds weird to say at words are hard on Twitter at Alex Cozina A-L-E-X-K-Z-I-N-A I I realized I shouldn't have said that out loud because they're now in the show notes I apologize for that next person I do a I do a good job of putting those show notes together why do you do this to me every week cozy? god damn it I mean this is only episode three all right
4: it's a bad habit to get over I get it growing pains for all of us
0: especially AJ because he doesn't know Uh, anything else you want to plug uh, yeah, I'll plug my stuff. <laughs> I uh, meant Cozy, because he only oh, said okay. his Twitter. Oh, yeah, I just uh,
3: I said this at the top of the show. Please uh, tune in uh, fe- uh, February 17th, twitch.tv slash Live for the first ever Kazina for Kind of Funny Direct, 9 p.m. EST, 6 p.m. Uh, PST.
1: Perfect. All right, AJ, now it's your turn. I'm Time Zero on all the things Twitter, Instagram. It's capital T, capital H. And I
0: am blatantly Alex on Instagram and blatantly underscore Alex on Twitter. It's been nice hosting. I'm probably never going to do it again because I've lost all the trust. Also, the show is
4: on Twitter at PressYYZ. Please follow us there for all updates related to the show.
0: All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Ciao.
3: Adios. Goodbye. Later, guys.